race fans welcome to another episode of short track guys podcast brought to you by shorttrackexclusives.com i'm your host thomas battis alongside two of the same short track guys we've always had here in the studio jim poker and driver of the zero seven can't quit fishing.com sportsman and ted baber ted baber video productions also locally here in pensacola florida What's up, guys? We're back. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Snowball Derby edition. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we got it a is, lot to talk about. It is the Snowball Derby week in review here Ooh. with Short Track Guys. And, uh, and what week I mean, it was. <laughs> where do we start? We start Tuesday night at Hooters yep. on the Beach? Yep, yep. That's where that we was started. Fun. That was <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah, had a few beers, had a few, had a few chicken sandwiches, and yep. went on about our business from there. Yeah, met some drivers and maybe some contacts. Um, yep. And, and yep. Wednesday night, the green flag party at the racetrack. Oh yeah, that's fun. Chili, chili for charity. Chili for yeah. charity. The music, the qualifying oh, yeah. draw, yeah. which is always intense. <laughs> yeah, it's always a lot of fun watching guys squirm. Yeah, this just... this is the first year they actually parked us local guys the night of the the uh, green flag party, so we didn't have to uh, park the next day and make a big mess. So it actually worked out kind of nice. So that was that was a good deal. I'm glad they did that. I mean, it's. It normally it's it's get there early Thursday, sit there until they get you in, and then they get you in, and you got to get unloaded. This way we didn't, and we actually lucked up. We got a pretty cool spot, Ben and I did, where we had our own little patch of grass, put down some strap uh, tarps, and put our cars up. Everybody's like, "How'd you get that?" I don't know, but I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah, the weather is really not um, uh, favorable this time of year for some reason. I don't understand. I, you know, people saying, you know, you don't like the weather in Florida. Just wait 15 minutes, it'll change. It will. But it seems like every year at the Derby, uh, the local class is going out and pulled in and parking around the guardrail. You, know, you got to take the plates. You got to put it down because everything gets so soggy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's usually a muddy mess, but it wasn't super bad because it rained like Tuesday night, Wednesday, early yeah. Wednesday morning. It wasn't super soupy, but it was still, if you weren't careful, you were going to make ruts, I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's a little mushy here and there, and then they have the moat around the track that you got to watch out for. You can wind up in that. Yeah, at least at least they did something with the drainage. That moat thing they built has actually done a lot for keeping that area dry, right. and plus putting down the uh, the crumbled up asphalt. They're yeah, starting to do million, more of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a so, lot of that available right now, too, because... There's a lot of reconstruction going on around in town in the county, so yeah, it's so available it's, to get it. Yep, that'd be good to have it. That, and next year, he'll probably do the majority of the infield and that stuff, so that'll yeah. be cool. Well, we can start really on Thursday night. Uh, I'm going to say Tuesday at Hooters on the Beach was a great time. Wednesday night, chili for charity, the music, qualifying dry. Wednesday uh, at the track. Thursday night was on-track activities. Jim, uh, man, I, tell us about what happened Thursday night in your sportsman class. Well, we qualified faster, and we've gone probably over four-tenths of a second faster than we've been all year, which I'm really tickled with. And uh, thank big shout-out to John Ruth for building me a set of shocks. That's the difference. We changed really nothing on the car other than the shocks, and it went to flying. I couldn't believe it. I pulled around, and they stopped me like I was the fastest qualifier. I'm like, nah, and I sat there a while. So yeah. we wound up qualifying sixth. Dropped the green. We were on the outside. I was racing a couple of guys. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to drop back here, get in line, and ride. And we did for a while. And then a couple of little incidents happened, and we passed a couple of cars, and we were pretty good. I think we were actually getting faster and got dumped going into one. And the guy that did it, you know, I'm not going to name names, but he apologized. And I'm going to accept his apology because I've known the guy a while, and he doesn't race that way. He admittedly drove down in there over his head, got into me. 
spun me around, and Corey Bodie caught me on the left rear, and then I feel so bad for Parker McDonald because he KO'd me on the right rear. Um, mainly sheet metal, but yeah. my pretty new body is mangled. My roof <laughs> is actually torn, killed a rim. I think the axle's bent. So we come down pit road, and my, my guys get busy. Thanks, Ted and, <laughs> and Ben and Martin and and uh, Phil and everybody that jumped in there, and they duct-taped everything, got me back out there. So glad I bought that extra roll of tape before. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and uh, so we go back out, and we're still pretty fast. We're not, we're not like, getting run away from. And then I passed the 19 car for position, and I went down into one, and the thing started stepping out on me, and I realized I had a tire going down, so I limped the last five laps. We finished seventh on the lead lap. Yeah. With the car, you know, tore up, but fixable. <laughs> Nothing, you know, it can't beat out and replace. It's all cosmetic. That's a good part. But we built on something. We gained something with that with those shocks. So yep. I've got another left rear shock I want to try. So we get some practice time. We're going we're gonna to make it better. And then came the uh, pure stock race. Right. And uh, we have to talk about the eight car that wound up in a swimming pool after a strap broke on his trailer, Cameron Latham. They pulled it out of the pool fixed it, brought it out, and wound up a podium finish. That's amazing considering where that car had been <laughs> oh, yeah. a couple of days but, earlier. Yeah, nobody had anything for Jimmy Hollingsworth, I don't believe. No. Uh, the 15 car broke, and, I mean, Cameron finished third, which is cool. Been walking around all weekend, one of his buddies with the trophy with swimming goggles hanging off of it. <laughs> yeah. They've even got a snorkel. <laughs> yeah, they've even got a, a T-shirt that somebody made that's out there for sale right now. So, you know, you can get you a pool party pure stock. I know it's old school. They should have painted it yellow, the yellow submarine. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's cool. But, I mean, it was it was a neat race. Mike Gorham for my buddy Ben Cranford wound up fourth, which was a great finish for him. We worked on that car right up to the last minute trying to make some changes, make it better. So, I mean, it ended up pretty good. The truck race was interesting. Very. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. I mean, the three truck dominated yes. pretty much. And, uh, you know, it, it ended up being Casey Roderick. Who's no slouch run second? Right. Well, when they get down to the room of doom, mm, there's a reason the three car or truck was running so well. Well, I mean, his drive shaft was too small. I don't think that made that big of a difference because last time he was here, he actually almost beat Boyette in that nine truck, which is damn near impossible. And by the way, yeah. I saw that nine truck's up for sale. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I, I guess Gerald Boyd's getting out or doing something different. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then ended up being Casey Roderick getting the win. Congratulations to him. Wasn't his only one that this weekend. Oh, no, and, it, and a top five in the big show in his own car. Yes. I mean, he drove for uh, Anthony Campy in the 100 lapper. Well, that's a, a good crew to be in, in touch with. And set on a pole, if I'm not. Didn't he set on a pole and oh, win the race? They won the race. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he dominated. Led all hundred laps. Oh, uh, dude, and Derek Thorne, who won it the last two years in a row, couldn't get close to him. (laughs) That's saying something. Yeah, I was waiting on it forty three to come blasting up there and and take the lead because I, you know, he dominated the last two one hundred lappers last couple of years, and but he just had nothing for Casey Roderick. Congratulations to him and that Anthony Campy number eighteen. They put the smackdown. Yeah, they, they completely dominated that race. It was fun to watch. I like to see Casey succeed too. Wish he'd had that kind of luck in the Derby. He, he was close. He yeah, was really but close. But I mean, he 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 came up there and finished in the top five, which is no small feat. Nope. But talk about domination. Yeah. God, three derbies in a row. That forty-three car has just flat spanked <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah, he's uh, now surpassed uh, Eddie Mercer. 
yep. for the history lap leader uh, as far as the Snowball Derby. And he's actually won two of the last three snowflakes and sat on the pole the last three years and finally gets it done. I mean, uh, went to victory lane, uh, did the burnout, and uh, uh, congratulations to Derek Thorne. And I understand uh, Camel Motorsports is their last super late model uh, event together. I don't know what's going to happen in the future with uh, Derek Thorne, but kudos to those guys. They've been trying their heart out for the last three years, and they've gotten some things done, but they got the big one Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I hate to see that team disband, but uh, I think they're just, you know, probably tired of spending all this money traveling everywhere. So it's for uh, they're selling out and getting rid of everything. And Derek Thornton made a comment about he was having to learn how to do setups and stuff himself because they did it for him. And basically he's learning about the car better and everything like that so he can continue racing. So hopefully he gets a ride somewhere because the dude's worth putting in a good car because he's a hell of a race car driver. He's a darn good race car driver. I really do, do hope he lands with a good team so he can carry on this uh tradition yeah. <laughs> yeah he's clean too that's one thing about him yeah. he didn't have to rough anybody up to win the race unlike you know some of the people that roughed him up but <laughs> yeah you know he's pretty tough but well, i don't think you go out there and uh you know live uh in the super late model world out there in that spears tour and win five championships without being some sort of a you know <laughs> badass yeah albeit yeah. not main billy absolutely <laughs> dude's tough man wherever he races i mean he he's, he comes here and damn near dominates every year so yep. he's got something i mean you know and we're glad to see him win it that was that was you know it's, it's a feel-good story you know it lead and lead and don't get it and finally get it as much as we still want to see our boy bubba which did a fine job he got up to second you know yeah, drove yeah. up there from back of the pack up to in the top five and i mean was there i think they made my opinion they made a mistake not pitting for tires that last right. time. That was, <laughs> I think he should have stopped and got tires. He would have restarted probably around fifth, <laughs> and who knows what would have happened. But, you know, if and buts are candy nuts, are all Merry Christmas. Yep. He, did, he did what he thought he could do to win, and it didn't work, but finished 13th. Speaking of coming from the back, what about Stephen Nassie for crying out loud? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Get, sure. Getting a provisional <laughs> and then coming all the way up into a podium finish. <laughs> I mean, the dude was fast, Ooh. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah Stephen Nassie we have mentioned uh, quite a bit in uh, in this series yeah. uh, from Pinellas Park. Winchester 400 winner, uh, All-American 400 winner, and comes from the back starting 36 uh, using a provisional. And finishing third is pretty impressive. Very. It is very. I mean, look at the last chance qualifier. I mean, oh, my man. goodness, the cars that were in that race. Gee whiz. I mean, you had Brad Keselowski, cup champion. You had Derek. <laughs> Derek. Um, Kraus. Kraus. <laughs> uh, of course, his spotter says he's going to name that the Derek Kraus last chance qualifier because he's always oh. in it. <laughs> he's been to eight races and he's LCQ'd it four times, I think, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I just like, <laughs> dude, when are you going to learn to qualify? <laughs> But I mean, I, I mean, know. it was a good show. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, Michael House made in a last minute little bump and run on, um, Johnny Clark. And I hated to see him leave. That dude, you know, winner of the Oxford 250 himself and wins yeah. a lot of big races up north. And, uh, it was, it was really crazy yeah. to see his holler pulling out and leaving. But his, I will give a shout out to that 54 car though. Johnny Clark and that super, uh, being awarded, uh, for the best appearing super late model of the Snowball Derby. And uh, the 12 car, Bryson Schaefer. How about that? Two good looking cars that came down. Well, I mean, you got to consider how much money they spend on the wraps to make those cars look that good. I mean, 
I mean, it's insane. <laughs> they are nice looking. Though. They're it's, very beautiful. It's a shame that 54 was in the trailer headed home early because he got moved by Michael House on the last lap of the mm. the uh, last chance qualifier. But, you know, it's That's still a beautiful the name of the race game. Car, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a one-race deal. I mean, he's not going to run that next year. You know, hey, we're going to run this. They may take the body off and put it back on for the Derby next year, maybe. No. But, I mean, you know, it's a one-time deal. And I like that theme. And there were several modifieds that looked pretty cool. I mean, you know, and some outlaws that did some cool stuff just for the snowball. So, that's, I like that idea. Uh, right. one, one other category we didn't get into was who had the best-looking hair. It came down between Michael Hind and Noah Gregson to me. I think Michael Hind with the mullet action going on. Right? Well, <laughs> Noah's got a kind of a mullet, too. So, they're, they're both <laughs> thinking they're, they're Fabio or something. <laughs> like Come on, dudes. How do you get that hair under that helmet? I have no idea. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, if you got to look at it, it's a branding way yes. of appearance. You yeah. know, it's like, look at me. It's marketing. Look what I look, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a branding, marketing, yeah. self-strategy. And I, I, you can look at 36 drivers and go, okay, I know six of them. Right. Well, how do you, yeah, how do you know the others? Michael but, Hind with that flaming ass paint job. You yeah, can't miss him no matter oh, yeah. what you do. And that flaming yeah, yeah. fire suit that he's got. 500 cars, you see the flame, the 69, you know exactly it's Michael oh, yeah, Hines. Yeah. So, yeah. Gee, who that is? Oh, I know who that is. I ain't worried about him. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it was a good show, and the cars looked pretty. I mean, it was a lot of nice-looking race cars, good yeah. pieces. And uh, Donnie Wilson brought a bunch of cars, and they did pretty decent. But not the dominance that we normally are used to seeing from the Wilson crowd. No. Of course, Mr. Swalich wasn't there, and I'm sure he would have run both races. Oh, yes. The Minnesota yeah. Missile, as you call it? The Minnesota yeah. Missile. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Uh, there's something. It uh, was a, a concussion, concussion that he, yeah, he suffered uh, at, protocol. The, uh, yeah, okay. at the All-American 400. He said he just didn't feel like he was ready to get back in the car yet. Yeah. Which wise decision. You know, if you don't feel ready, you're not going to be ready to go. So just, yeah. you know. And why they didn't call you, Jim, I have no I idea. I don't know either. I mean, Donnie Wilson could have picked up the phone and said, hey, man, I need <laughs> you to drive my Super. I'd have been there. <laughs> I'd pick me up a Hans device and be ready to rock. <laughs> I don't know if you'd like my ratty fire suit and my old raggedy helmet, but hey, I'll sit. I look good sitting down in the late model. You don't see your fire suit while you're in the car. That's true. That's true. Oh, we've just had more added tonight's show if that had happened. Yes. Oh, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Probably I, have I wouldn't have done it either. Probably have the trophy sitting on the table here. That's right. We'd have the Tom Dawson trophy sitting right here. Right here. I'd have just wrecked everybody to hell with it. <laughs> Tore them all up. Well, I mean, well, we, we, speaking we, of torn up, time to Jeske and Eric Jones. Holy crap! Yeah, that, that was that was, was a that big a deal. You haven't seen the pictures of the four car, I, you know, and the incident between Time and Jeske. Uh, trying to fill a hole is what I understand. Mm, well, and yeah, but it wasn't one. <laughs> that four car got back in the stable and unloaded it from the trailer, and it still looked like half of it was there, uh, like I it actually, left. I actually got that from the back end uh, in turn one. Yeah, it was going out. out Going out of two, I happened to be spun around. I was like, "Oh my lord!" <laughs> oh, I was I was standing on my truck, and he drove by with a tailpiece, and the rest of the body was gone. I'm like, "But what? there's supposed to be more stuff there." How the hell that? And Tom Majeski drove by and went on to finish the race. I was oh, just like, "That, that was... amazed me because yeah, Majeski I think he finished tenth. I think, <laughs> um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, but you know, it, it was crazy. Yeah. That was that was probably so the craziest there... moment. Will there be any way that we'd be able to yeah, find, I'll, that, I'll, find that clip somewhere, maybe I'll, with the Short Track Guys podcast? I'll uh, see what I can do about getting it on. Yeah, uh, get 10, 15 seconds. Just yeah. people oh, yeah. get the idea of what happened. <laughs> well, if you can figure it out from the backside, you're doing better than me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that didn't make it, um, right. they're reading from other sources. Uh, not a, 
outside of us, but um, you know, we're trying to give them as much as we because oh, we spent the week there, right? Um, so yeah, anything we can get out there to let them know and well, see, what, we'll see what happens. We'll figure it out. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> So we've got uh, we've got a race that didn't actually get in on Saturday night that they yeah. have uh, postponed <laughs> because of some other nature situation. Fogginess. <laughs> yeah, that was. That's coming up this weekend on Saturday, and it's yes, free. It is the outlaw race of the the feature for them didn't happen on Saturday, but uh, Mother Nature decided uh, that uh, she had a better plan than we did. So, well, it, it just didn't. It, it rained, and they dried the track, and then you know. We, we've tried that racetrack. I mean, the officials at Five Flight Speed, we've drive that racetrack dragging tires around it and running cars around it and got it done faster than the jet dryer from Darlington and the select crew, which I was happy to have a safety crew there. We're thankful those guys were there. But the upper groove, they were talking about up against the wall. I'm like, nobody races up there. They could have had that race going, in my opinion, an hour and a half sooner, and then the outlaws would have been able to run their normal race. But like I said, if and buts are candy and nuts, we all have Merry Christmas you, you you know, Tim had to make a decision. He made a decision on Saturday, which has pissed off a lot of people. Yep. There's a lot of folks angry about it. They spent all this money, and they tried to say, well, why don't we run it Sunday morning? I, I want to see someone, and I challenge anyone out there that's listening to this, send me the logistics. Right. Give me a, a plan. JBP07 at Hotmail.com. Tell me how you would have done this and satisfied everybody. You can't. That's it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Tim had to make a decision. I'm sorry for the outlaw guys. I really hate yeah. it for them. But, you know, I mean, the modified race got moved. One of the guys doing the main complaining ran that modified race and got injured in that modified race on Tuesday. Yeah. So they had to move it. And Tim, I'm sure, did not want to try to run that race during the week. Um, yeah. And there's cars for sale now. People pissed off and angry. And, I mean, what can you do? Well, yeah. when weather hits, weather hits. You can't do anything about that. But like we we're we've discussed before, you have to create a timeline where you can get everything done and make everybody happy. And you, you're not going to make everybody happy. Period. Right. Not going to happen. No, it it doesn't happen, regardless of how hard you try. No, it's all all the things you have, all the moving parts you have to have in place before you can make it safe. First off, and possible to get everything done. It's it's the nightmare. Not so well, much. And then the flip side of that is that they are going to run Saturday. Right. Uh, the race. The green flag, I think, starts at 1 o'clock. Yes. I think they're going to open the pits at uh, 9, I believe. The gates at 10 o'clock for public uh, free admission, free parking, um, I yeah. think. Uh, but the green flag is at 1 o'clock. Yes. Yeah. And part of it. and it's, it's, still, the, it's still a $30 pit pass, and if you got a pass that goes in the pits, you can use it to get down there. So the car I was helping, they're not coming. The car's for sale. His wife had to have surgery. Um, shout out to Jerry and his wife and hopefully that, that everything went well today. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, I, and, and one race we did forget about was Cody Stickler in a modified. Yeah, right. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. You talk about code. domination. He <laughs> fell, he fell back one time to like second. It wasn't like halfway down the front straightaway. He was already like a straight, uh, straightaway ahead of him. He was gone. Yeah, he's a different zip code. <laughs> well, you remember earlier this year, he started a race. They sent him to the rear. Right. And it wasn't five laps and he was like, Bye. <laughs> Man, he's figured out something to five flags in a modified. Oh. Dead. Come. Didn't Augie finish second? Augie did run yes, second. He did. And, and Kyle, he'd get out on Kyle. Kyle'd run him down past him. <laughs> I just man, I mean, Augie's got good equipment and couldn't couldn't hold him off. So, congratulations to him and his team for uh, for winning the modified great race. race. Great race, <laughs> and that was their championship race too. By the way, that was their, their finale. Well, yeah. as, as long as we're on the shout out trail, 
uh, want to give out uh, one to Fury uh, race cars. I know there there are manufacturers out there, and uh, you know we've got Gark and um, Fury, and there's a couple of others that come on perimeters and uh, some other chassis builders that are they're out Wilson, on the market. Donnie's cars are just outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> Donnie's cars are Hamkeys. Yeah, yeah Hamkeys, and uh, we're going to give a shout out to Fury uh, because the last. Three years with this Snowball Derby event, uh, they've led 846 of 918 laps uh, in the last three races. And that is because of uh, Derek Thorne uh, in a chassis to, uh, by Fury. And Derek Thorne ends up winning the race this year. Uh, Jake Garcia's in a Fury chassis, uh, finished seventh. Yeah. And he has gotten a full-time ride next year in the truck series, which... Congratulations to him. This is a, a shout out on top of this shout out. Right. <laughs> and Jacob Gomes. Oh, um, and we talked about this earlier in our episodes that there was going to be a $10,000 bonus for a rookie uh, making his debut to make the show and finish higher than anybody else in the field. And Jacob Gomes did just that, finishing ninth, taking the $10,000 award away. Well deserved. Good <laughs> yes. job. I mean, he, we, we've talked about him before. I don't think there's a single car was in that field that we haven't talked about in the past. Right. There was no slackers. I mean, look, look who went home. Brad Keselowski. Yeah. You know, cup champion. He see you. Like <laughs> I said, Johnny Clark, see you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, Connor O'Kresic, who drove a hell of a last chance qualifier to finish one spot out. Right. I mean, I mean, he drove a great, he got wrecked out in the first lap of the hundred lapper, which stunk. I mean, <laughs> he, he had a good car. Him and Ryan Paul wrecked, but. Man, I mean, just the whole weekend was great shows. Like I said, I hate it for the outlaw guys. Hopefully Saturday goes well and somebody gets crowned champion and, and we can we can call that race done. Um, you know, congratulations to Jonathan Langham for winning the sportsman feature. Cool thing about that race, he drove the last 10 laps with the left front A-frame about to come, the top A-frame about to come completely off. That's one one bolt had no nut and the other bolt had about three turns and it was about to come off. He said he had just, his arms were were like Popeye when a racer because he had to fight that thing, and uh, Kevin Mitchell came from behind me to finish second. Right. So good, good racing all around the whole weekend. I mean, it just just was a good show. Yeah, and uh, I want to kind of add on to the shout outs to just kind of keep that going. But we, uh, Jim and I, uh, and Ted have uh, some very good friends uh, that we've known for uh, going on fifteen to twenty years. In between there, they're from home in Louisiana. Mark McCharge and Jackie Clement, they're um, uh, beautiful people. They have helped uh, Jim and I uh, for the last 15 years in racing. Uh, they come over and they support uh, Short Track, and we appreciate what, what they've done for us. They were an instrument uh, this past week uh, when we got together with them and had a great time. And we got together, and I just want to uh, let them know uh, that – the short track guys reach out to them because without those type of people, uh, things like us uh, doing the things that we love to do, it wouldn't be possible. No, not at all. And Neil Shearer also was with them. He uh, he pit crewed for me. He's friends with them. And Neil's an ARCA mechanic. Um, he has an ARCA license, but he hasn't worked in ARCA. His brother used to race ARCA, but he's another one that comes over with him all the time and enjoy having him around for, with help and Heck, he threw me a hundred bucks this weekend. I do appreciate that. Every little bit helps his race team. And, 
and Jackie made us some shrimp Sunday after the, the big show. And my goodness, man, I, I'm not a bowl shrimp eater that much, but that was so good. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he, he knows how to boil it up. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. And I, anytime you get up with those guys and they bring the motor home in the fairgrounds and they set up, you know, you're in for a large time. And that's all I can really put it. And Jackie and Mark, thank you so much for being a, a, a part of our uh, live uh, in and out of racing. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys again in March with the big, the big event deal. coming up. <laughs> well, it's actually two in March. Yes. Uh, the right. SNL, uh, the Stars Tour is opening up their season in March. I think it's the 11th of March. And then the 25th is the ARCA race. That's yeah, going to be amazing. Yeah, oh, so yeah. March is going to kick off a big season here at Five Flags Speedway. Oh, of course. And then, you know, the regular season starts after that, and we'll go get after another championship, and everybody can have fun, and we'll just enjoy some short track racing once again. Yeah. And I hate to sign off because this ends uh, really a season of short track racing. Not quite short track guys podcasting, but just the short track guys season. Without with and a band. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, it's a quick turnaround, like we said before. And uh, guys, it's always a pleasure to get with you. Uh, we have a great time. There's a lot of knowledge in there, and uh, I hope everybody's enjoying it. Thanks for listening. It, your your support is our motivation. And Absolutely. We have um, just a little bit left to yeah. sign off. Well, and just before well, we do, thing, yeah. I'm okay. just going to say, okay. um, the 55th Annual Snowball Derby is over. I totally enjoyed it. I had fun with you guys being out there, and it was it was fun to have you around, Thomas, for a change. And yeah. Ted's always out there, and we always enjoy it. Great racing. Um, to the Bryant family, y'all did a great job. I know everybody's mad about that outlaw race, but, hey, man, y'all put together a heck of a show. You did the best you could do. Um, some of the best racing in America happens every December at Pensacola, Florida, and we think it's super cool to have you guys. And I uh, just want to say thank you to the Bryant family and all their crew out there at Five Flags Speedway for for working their butts off. I just want to be sure that we have don't forget what today is. Being absolutely, um, this it, it was a solemn occasion several decades ago when we had uh, a little bit of a problem with the country in <laughs> Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. This would be a day that lived in infamy. Well. Uh, I want to say a big shout out to all the heroes, all the people that went before us, the uh, greatest generation. Amen. Yes, past, present, and future. Yep. Yeah. December Amen. 7th, 1941, a date to live in infamy when Pearl Harbor was bombed by Japan. Surprised. They caught us off guard with our pants down. Yep. But you know what? They, the white and the will of the American people stood up that day and said, you know what, Japan? Yeah, <laughs> well, we're going to fix this. And we did. And we beat Hitler. We beat Japan. And uh, we ended World War II. So, yeah, shout out to all the heroes that serve our military even to this day. Right. Right. And thank you all. Uh, you know, even the first responders, the uh, police officers, uh, everybody in the military, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you. And police especially because they're catching a bad time right now. And we need them. We need the thin blue line because it's getting thinner. Right. And uh, we need you guys. And EMTs, God, God bless you guys for what you do. Firemen, thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Yep. One, there was two, one three. Let's, Let's go, Brandon. Brandon. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs>